0: All right. Earlier this week, I had a chance to sit down and visit with three local superintendents, the superintendent of the Fargo Public Schools, West Fargo Public Schools, and also Moorhead as well. And we talked about the different sort of protocol strategies. What does it look like to have our kids back in school, being safe and sound? You know, if a COVID positive does pop up, what do they do then? So great conversation. We're going to play a bit more for you tonight, but I want to remind you, if you want to see this conversation in its entirety, it's very easy to do. Just go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash pov now you know you have a lot of parents that are wondering hey guys how am i gonna make this work on a longer term basis knowing that i've got uh, both parents working so dr Ghana, any suggestions or ideas on how to help subsidize or, or support these parents in that way
1: yeah, um, I think just, you know, uh, very similar to what Superintendent Saletti said with West Fargo, Fargo Public Schools is also looking at offering a guided practice center, which allows support for at least our elementary age students um, on their distance learning day to to come and still provide uh, some support with the staff uh, that we have available, such as our paraeducators para in our district that we're able to utilize as well. We know that this is a challenging and difficult time. And like Superintendent slightly said, our goal is to return to in-person instruction for everyone. So I think we want to dispel this notion that we're in a Permanent state of hybrid instruction or distance learning. Really, the goal is how can we quickly and in a safe manner return to in-person instruction without maybe not taking some of the safety precautions without would maybe have us take a step back. So that's really where we want to go, and we we're really grateful for our community partners and some of the child care service providers that we're able to partner with and that are stepping up in the community as well to be able to make this work. Uh, at the end of the day, we know that. Uh, The schedule and not having a consistent five days of instruction on a day-to-day basis is a stressor. It's a stressor for families and parents. Um, It's a stressor for all of us, but at the end of the day, safety is paramount for our students and staff, and we're hoping that our community, our parents, and even the employers in our community understand that uh, we're we're going through a global pandemic right now, and, and that creates this environment, and we're trying to do the best that we can to make sure that we can provide a meaningful, safe education for all of our students.
0: So, Dr. Ghani, can you uh, talk a little bit more? I wasn't aware, and and I know Beth had mentioned this as well, but kind of the supportive distance learning thing that you guys have. How does that work? So I drop my kid off somewhere or am I at home with them while you guys are helping support with like tutors or how does this work?
1: Sure. Um, So in Fargo Public Schools, what our plan is to utilize the paraeducators that we have in our district to provide an environment where students that are in their distance, on their distance learning days, so the days that they are not receiving, receiving in-person instruction can go to a location and get support to complete their online activities that are part of their distance learning environment. And that's really just because as we make this shift, The biggest transition for us as a school system is at the elementary age. Uh, This is the first year that our elementary age students are going to be receiving a personal learning device. And that's a big, significant transition from switching from in-person to online, which we've already been using PLDs or personal learning devices at our secondary level. So it's a bigger shift at our elementary level. So it's an opportunity to provide support for some of our students, especially our students that are most vulnerable and in the highest need.
0: Yeah, that's one of the things that it seems like is going to be an unintended consequence is that if... You're from a lower income family, you, you know. You don't have that support system there, you may fall further behind than some others. And there's big conversations about sort of privatizing small groups and whatnot. So we'll see obviously how that plays out. But Brandon, if you wanna speak at all to support for parents that are, that are dual income families, and I think the other big question that people have, and maybe we'll go to this with you, Brandon, is so as I'm assuming you guys wanna get back to full-time classes as well as Beth and Dr. Gandhi talked about. So what, what's the measurement for that? I mean, what are gonna be the metrics you're gonna look at and go, okay, now we know we can bring back 100 percent of the kids five days a week
2: yeah so i'll i'll just say that uh, we are in line or very similar to what west fargo and uh, fargo are offering as part of our return to learn plan and from the state of minnesota we are required to provide uh, daycare uh, uh, or child care for are what is considered essential employees and minnesota has defined what those essential employees are for any uh, family uh, of essential workers for students ages 5 through 12. and um, we will continue to provide that in the off day on the in that hybrid model and um, that would be located within their home school so uh, that would be uh, anywhere in our elementaries and, uh, and that horizon as well so uh, we've we'll we've got that covered. And as far as the metrics go, uh, that's another thing, uh, another item that's part of our plan that um, uh, the state has designed for us that's based on our county metrics.
0: Uh, Dr. Gandhi. let's go to you. What's the measurement? And, and maybe it's going to be the same if it's going to be dictated by the state. I don't know if it is or not, but uh, for Dr. Gandhi and for Beth, what's the metric to say, okay, now we can bring our kids back to school full time?
1: Sure. So for... Uh... For at least for fargo and i think in the state of north dakota we have not been given any certain metrics or thresholds to be utilized uh, at the state level for all k-12 school systems to use it's really been made as to a local decision so the process that we put in place is that we put together a committee what we call the fargo public schools instructional plan committee and they are uh, composed of a wide variety of stakeholders, including parents, teachers, uh, a board member and central office administrators. And what they will do is they will meet every two weeks with Fargo-Cast Public Health and an epidemiologist from Fargo-Cast Public Health to look at a 14-day rolling average and then determine uh, what instructional plan or instructional model should we be utilizing in our school district.
0: Thank you so much to the three superintendents there and the incredibly outstanding and really hard work they're doing right now. You, you know they are extremely, extremely busy, so we are very, very grateful for their time. Hopefully we'll do... More of those as we get our kids back to school and do kind of a town hall type setting. So if you want to ask them questions and join us, hopefully we have some more opportunities to do that. Please share your point of view with us, what you heard there from the superintendent. It's very easy to do. You can email us, text us, leave us a voice. When we come back, we're going to share some leadership quotes, some of your points of view, and be wrapping things up right after this.